What is up, everybody? This is Tyler. This is Danny. And we're the Fried Squirms. We're here to get stoned and talk about horror movies. This week will be Train to Busan. But before we get there, as we just said, we're here to get stoned and talk about horror movies. So let's get to our green hits. Danny, what is this Jay that you brought for me today? Hi, right, so no surprise, once again, went to Flower, picked up the Apple Fritter strain. And with that being said, Apple Fritter, it's also known as Apple Fritters. It's a rare, evenly balanced hybrid strain. It's usually about 50-50. And it's created through crossing the classic sour apple and animal cookie strains. It is known for being on the High Times 2016's World's Strongest Strains list. So for those who are curious, it packs a punch. So this bud has a super sweet, fruity apple flavor with a lightly cakey vanilla exhale. That's just like a delicious fresh baked apple fritter. Now the numbers, for those who are curious, over at Flower, the total cannabinoids come in at about 26%. Terpenes are about 1.4%, with limonene coming in at about 0.4%, pinene at about 0.26%, and karyophyllene at about 0.4%. Followed loosely by a little bit of linalool, myrcene, and some humulene, so that kind of gives you the balance there. Uh, I like it, I've had it a couple different times. I mean, speaking of having it a couple different times, I still had some Garden City Kush left over, so that's what you have again. Nice, hell yeah. I've brought it up in the past. Garden City's Missoula. I know they have something written down on their little placard in the place, but I never remember what it is. We can just, for the most part, assume that it's a phenotype of the in-house favorite Kush. So it's going to be pretty that's cushy. <laughs> it's coming in at 27% total cannabinoids. And for terps, the most is going to be limonene, followed by pinene and karyophyllene. Nice. This is another one. We've, we've had it multiple times. It's a good go-to little kush. I definitely like it. Last time I was in, there were not very many options, so I was like, well, this is a good one. <laughs> nice. Let's do this. As always, we want to remind you to go check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash fried squirms. At the lowest level, you could have been listening to this last week. At the highest level, you could be chatting us up on the Discord. Yeah. And at that medium level, we got all those Patreon-only episodes, of which we have at least been doing every fourth episode, a look back, going back through the movies in our archive. Some of these we haven't seen in six years now. And it's uh, been pretty fun and interesting getting a new fresh set of eyes on them with our latest episode being a truly fresh set of eyes as everybody got to listen to us introduce Martyrs to Mac. That was fun. But coming up, we're going to be looking back and re-examining Repossessed. So we're going to have a little bit of Leslie Nielsen in our life. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, heck yeah. Patreon.com slash fried squirms. And with that, let's get into the guts and bolts of Train to Busan. Guts and bolts. All right, guts and bolts. Who and what went into the making of this movie? Spoiler free. We got to start off with our spoiler free setup in case you don't know what the fuck a Train to Busan is. <laughs> a kind of workaholic, absentee-ish father finally decides to do right by his daughter and grant her her birthday wish of taking her up to see her mom on her birthday. And a zombie outbreak happens. Oopsie daisy. <laughs> <laughs> While they're on a train. 
Tubasan. Tubasan. <laughs> I like it. I think that's about as fair as you can get without spoiling anything. So with that, from week to week, we do like to talk about our cast and crew. And this week, we've got director Yong Sang-ho. And this man's got some pretty cool films. A few things of note from him. He's directed the films The King of Pigs, the film The Fake, Soul Station, which is it's not a direct sequel, but it's in the same universe. The film Psychokinesis and the film Peninsula, right? Uh, or actually, Soul Station is the prequel and Peninsula, Peninsula is, is the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so writer on this is Yun Seng-ho and Bak Jusuk. Now, Bak is known for the film Hawaii, A Monster Boy. All right, we have cinematographer Yi Young Diok. A few films to note from him. He's done the film Once in a Summer, Gong Yo, Steel Rain, and Peninsula. All right, we have editor Yang Jin Mo. A few films of note from him. He's done the film Okjaw, Parasite, and Peninsula. Oh, shit. Yeah. Now, here's somebody we've actually talked about before. This music was composed by Jang Young Yu. Now, Jang, are, they're known for Three Extremes. That was our episode 188, and the segment he helped with was the segment Cut. Oh, okay. All right. Also, episode 255, because he composed the music for The Wailing. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was like, oh. oh, that's pretty cool. The other films of note from him are A Bittersweet Life, The Good, The Bad, The Weird, and the film The Fake. I love The Good, The Bad, The Weird. Yeah, there's quite I've a few people movie a few times. in this. Yeah. All right, special effects were done by Digital Idea, Giant Step, Malai, CC, and X, and Demolition. All right, this was produced by Yi Dang Ha. Production companies were New Entertainment World, Red Peter Film, and Movic Comics. All right, distributors on this were New Entertainment World, for the 2016 South Korean release and Shutter help with the United States release via video on demand. All right, release dates on this were May 13th, 2016 at the Cannes Film Festival in France and July 20th, 2016 across South Korea. It had an estimated budget of about $8.5 million and it grossed worldwide about $98.5 million. And the tagline I've got on this is get on board to stay alive. Okay. All right. Yeah, not the worst tagline. <laughs> no, I don't think so, but, you know, fits the bill. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, so moving into our cast, I want to lead off with Gong Yu. He plays the role of Seok Wu, who is the father we were talking about earlier. Fucking Squid Game. Yeah, dude, which is really cool. He's the recruiter on, was it, episodes one and nine, I do believe. All right. Yeah, he's the guy that, I mean, y'all have seen him in fucking memes, if nothing else, for the catch yeah, in the hand. you would think. All right, yeah, a few things of note from him. He was in the television show Coffee Prince from 2007. He was also in Finding Mr. Destiny, The Age of Shadows. He was in Guardian, The Lonely, and Great God. And you already mentioned he was in Squid Game. All right, and we've got Jung Yu Mi plays the role of Song Kyung. A few things to note from her. She was in, now she's the pregnant lady in the film, I should note. All right, she was in A Bittersweet Life, Our Sun He, and Psychokinesis. All right, we have Ma Dong Suk. He plays... This guy needs to be in everything. Yeah, he's really awesome. He was in... Oh, excuse me. He plays the role of Yoon Sung-hwa. All right, a few things of note from him. He was also in The Good, The Bad, The Weird. He was in the film The Neighbors. He was in both the films of Along With the Gods. Those two films are The Two Worlds in the last 49 days. He's also in The Outlaws and the film Eternals. All right, we've got Gim Soan. She plays the role of Soan. A few things of note from her. She was in Memories of the Sword, The Battleship Island, along with the gods, the two worlds. All right, we have Choi Woo-sik, plays the role of Young-guk. 
a few things of note from him. He was in Set Me Free, Okjaw, Moonstrum, and Parasite. Fucking Parasite. Dude, so Just good. hang your hat on that for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. I was like, with this film, and now he's the baseball player, like mm-hmm. the young kid. Okay. I said, between this film and Parasite, he's, he should be good for a bit. All right. We have Sohee. She plays the role of Jinhee. A few things of note from her. She was in a single writer. She was also in the television show Welcome to Waikiki from 2019 in the television show Missing the Other Side from 2020. All right, we've got a few other people, and I'll run out our cast and crew. I've got Kim Yi-sung, plays the role of Yon suk He's like the businessman, older business guy in this film. A few things of note from him. He was in Nobody's Daughter, Hey-won. He was also in W, which is a television show from 2016, and 2036 Apocalypse Earth. And last but not least, I've got Choi gui Hua, plays the homeless man. Now, this is interesting, because he was actually in The Wailing yep. <laughs> back on episode 255. He's in the film Taxi Driver and the film The Outlaws. Now, there's some other people, of course, in this film, but I felt like these were probably the more important people in the film. So for those I didn't give credit to, it's like no discredit, but these were, I think, your yeah, main cast. I agree. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, uh, we gave you a brief setup. Should give you some warnings. Zombie action? Yeah. Like people getting bit? Yeah. There, I mean, there's some... Decent blood and stuff. Some Looking infected. Yeah. Decent gore. There's not a lot of it, no, but, but it's decent. what you do see is fine. Most of the time, though, it's like, rather than show you gore, they're getting covered in bodies. Yeah. That's it's, probably more apt. Yeah. It's not It's not one of those zombie movies where, like, you suddenly, like, have that above shot and see somebody get pulled into, like, three uh, sections yeah, or something. No, no, like, it's, it's not like that. There's some here and there, but it's going to be mostly blood mostly after effect sort of thing. Um, yeah. And just like the infected makeup and whether, you know, if they got you know ripped across the face before they resurrected yeah. or something. That's like, I don't even think there's much language if at all. Yeah. I, so Ooh, shoot. That's a good call. I can't, it's like, I'm sure somebody very cussed. scant, like yeah. less than a handful at best, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we covered it, man. Yeah, and like, I was like, uh, there's not much stuff well, to actually give stuff, warnings yeah. for. Like, right. it's mostly just a zombie outbreak. Yeah. And how are they going to survive? <laughs> um, Essentially, yeah. So, I guess let's get into talking about Train to Busan and find out how it made us squeal. How does that make you squeal? Take the last train to Busan, and I'll meet you at the station. (laughs) All right, man. Train to Busan. We finally got around to it. I say finally. We said how much money this movie made, right? Like, I think for a lot of people, this was kind of weirdly an instant classic. Especially with how, like, good a critical reviews it gets. That's pretty wild, isn't it? There's a number of movies we've come in, and we've been like, this movie's got a lot of hype. We don't get it. Yeah. This movie, I feel like I get the hype. Oh, without a doubt. It's just, at the end of the day, not quite my movie. Right, and that's where we've talked about this. It's like, you know, we're not the like the biggest fanboys of zombie films, per se, but, you know, I'm not going to bat my eye or turn away a good one. No. And this is a good zombie movie. No, it is. I agree. It, it definitely deserves its praise, but once again, it's not like one that's going to blow my fucking socks off or nothing. I mean, like it yeah. has its moments, don't get me wrong. And maybe it's only because we are so familiar with horror in general. Mm-hmm. And like you already pointed out, 
zombies don't do anything extra for us. No, not necessarily. Like, so it really has to stand out. Like, yeah, they're not a draw like they are for some other people. There's people out there, their thing is zombies. Yeah, that's cool. fine. That's Good fine. for them. That's fine, yeah. I hope that they love this movie, because it's an extremely well-done movie. Yeah, and if they don't, they should definitely at least check it out. But if I want a South Korean family drama in a horror setting, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to go with The Host. Yeah. Or Tell Two Sisters. Oh, man, yeah. That's like... Those two are upper echelon in terms of what you just said. Yeah, they're, they're almost perfect. Because that's kind of what this... This movie, for being a family drama, is kind of light on it. Mm-hmm. And is kind of a lot more heavier on the action than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I and not agree. necessarily in a bad way. No. It just... I feel like the movie kind of sets itself up to be something that it's not quite... It's not even like the marketing sets itself up. Like yeah. the movie itself sets itself up to be... Yeah, more than... I won't say necessarily good, but I think more than what it leads on. And we're not saying it does the family drama part bad. No, 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 no. But I I feel like... But at a certain point, it's way more about staying alive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. So I don't know, man. Like, I've said it a couple times already, but I get the hype. It's a good movie. Okay. I I kind of feel where you're I was sitting there and I'm like... For me, this is good because... I will say this. Prior to this weekend, had you seen this before? No. Okay. I had watched it once prior, and it was about uh, somewhere within the last two years, roughly, mm-hmm. right? And that was kind of the feeling I had after watching the first time. I was kind of like, I, I definitely get the hype, but I'm kind of like, ah, yeah, I've seen better. I'm, you know, no it's offense. Fine. Yeah, it's like it's, it's not a... I'm not trying to be derogatory. It's just like, yeah, it's a good film. I can't knock it, but it's not one that I would like uh, put way up there. Like we already mentioned with the likes of Tale of Two Sisters and The Wailing and I Saw the Devil and Mm -hmm. Old Boy and stuff like that. It's like, nah, I think I'd recommend those a little bit first. But that's because that's my cup of tea. Yeah, but it's also like, but who are you recommending it to? Precisely. But once again... I I think this is a step up. If... I swear to God, I'm, it sounds, every time I bring up this movie, it sounds like I hate it, but it's just because it's the most down-the-road C movie I can think of. It's better than The Conjuring. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> you're, like, yeah you're not going to get an argument or a complaint out of me with that one. Yeah. Like, this <laughs> This feels like a stepping stone movie. It really For is. For people who are casual watchers of... American horror movies mm. and want to venture mm. into the international market. I agree. I think this really would be a good, like I said, either stepping stone, segue, bridge, if you will. Yeah. If you're someone who's into horror because of The Conjuring, Paranormal Activity, yeah, no, Walking Dead. This is a perfect one. This is a perfect bridge into like, okay, well, what does the rest of the world have to offer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know... And if not, you know, at least you dabbled your foot, mm-hmm. you know, in foreign land, foreign film, and that's okay. But, like, it's it's not the cream of the crop from South Korea. No. It's not the cream of the crop for South Korean horror dramas. <laughs> no. No. The host, once again, I think would... The host is... I would recommend much that. Much better than that. And this. it's it's another one of those, too, would be a it's really good It's much better bridge. at blending the things than this. Yes. I totally agree with that. You're not going to get a complaint once again. <laughs> I, can't, I can't argue with that. 
There's things I like about this. I mean, like I said, oh, I don't yeah. dislike this movie, but there's things I like just in general. Like, the movie's fucking cool. Yeah, no, this film, it, it does what it's supposed to do. Like, it keeps you anticipating what's going to happen next. Like, how are they going to get through this next ordeal or, you know, whatever plight these characters are up against? This feels like a weirdly hot take compared to the audience that these hit and the amount of money that they respectively made. Blood Quantum might be better. Yeah. There's things about it that it actually does better. The first thing that made me think of Blood Quantum, it wasn't even just because we covered it last week, but you start off with nature showing us that. Oh, no, that's like some of my first notes. I was like, oh, wow, this is coincidentally what we were talking about last week. But it never comes back around. No, it never does. In Blood Quantum, it's part of the world building. When we have the flash forward, you're, you suddenly have all the info, like... Only these animals are being affected, but it has absolutely changed the way that these people have to forage exactly. and where they can get food and where they can't get food and who they have to worry about. Yeah, and it, this is this is literally just like, no, zombies have started for us as an audience is like without being expo. It's kind of like, OK, mm-hmm. here's another little clue for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you can draw from, from this what the hell is happening. Yeah. In Blood Quantum, the fish sets up the world. It provides a bookend for where the movie begins and where it ends. In this, the deer doesn't really set up the world because you don't really have anything outside the train for the next two hours. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, this, the first just few minutes kind of sets up environmental stuff, but that's it. That's all you get for the rest of the film. I almost wonder if it would be even better to cut that fucking scene and have the really slow, subtle bleed in of like the news reports in the background. And yeah. the, I mean, at a certain point, it focuses really heavy in on the news reports. I get that. And actually, that scene's kind of funny because it's contrasted the, against the official government. Uh, exactly. They, they throw like subtle things, for instance, and this is, uh, is kind of how we do because we're in the spoiler section anyway. Is there make, like a fire on, like in a building? Right, in the but they also talk about a biotech leak, mm, mm-hmm. you know. And then, of course, much later down the road, we find out who's involved with that, you know, whether it's directly or indirectly. It's beside the point. But they do make mention of that, at least. But that's about it. Yeah. And see, I like those really subtle setups rather than like deer's back, even though it's not going to matter. Yeah, it's like, okay, that's all. Yeah, that was all we got. We see the dead fish in the, uh, was it Jinying Reservoir? And mm-hmm. that's about it. That's, that's, that's it. That's all you get environmentally. So I get de- how devastating it would be emotionally, but if your parent is going to fuck up and giving you a gift, doubling up on Wheeze isn't a bad fuck up to have. No, I'm like, well... At the very worst, I'm selling that to one of my friends. I was I just like, well, I could flip it. <laughs> I just about to say that. Yeah, you're right. It's like, well, there might be somebody in need, and I can cut a good deal on it. Yeah. It ain't like Not he got loss. you the same exact fucking board game twice. Oh, my God. Yeah, or like some boring-ass clothes or socks or some horse shit. Yeah. It's... You got two Wii's. Yeah, I'm like, dude, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be bummed, but at the same time, I'd be like, 
best possible option. Dude, I was like, out of all the worst scenarios, that's the best worst scenario. <laughs> but <laughs> that's got to be a fucking blow, though, right? Like, what does your kid want for a birthday? To go hang out with mom. Oh, dude. And she's talking to mom underneath the covers. He's like, oh, my God, here, here comes dad. I got to hang up. It's like, you know that's got to suck as a dad. Or just as a parent in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would suck. But, I mean, you get it because it's setting up well, how yeah. absent he's been. and Exactly. We get the, the little flash of him at work and shit, too, and kind of get the, the situations he's in and what he's dealing with and just kind of who he is as a person at that point and shit. And right. It's fine. It's, it's all really well done. Exactly. Like, you get the entire story. It's just... Like, okay. At a certain point, it almost stops mattering in about 20 minutes. Yeah. Because I think... So the surprising, in a very, very good way to me thing about this movie was I went into it knowing that it's two hours long. And it starts setting up this family drama, and I'm like, okay, I guess this is what I'm going to get. And then 20 minutes in the movie whatever it is, 20 minutes or whatever, once they're on the train, once the infection starts off, this is one of the fastest, most aggressive zombie infections I've seen in a while. Like, people are changing in, like, 10 seconds. Yeah, it doesn't take long. And then they're just going balls out. That's kind of where I did, like, sit up in my seat a little bit, and I'm like, oh, shit, if this is the way that this is going, how are they going to get another hour and a half out of this movie? Yeah, because there's a lot of time left. So, kudos to the fucking movie, because you made me fucking sit up in my seat and be like, okay, now wait, what's going on? Because exactly. I thought you queued up something completely different. I mean, Like, all that stuff was cool. There was a good fake out with, like, the homeless guy being in the fucking, in the shitter. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh, no, this is horrible. This is going to be bad. He's got it. <laughs> but he's good. No, he's good. He's just. It's that other gal. Wow. And to think of how fast she slipped in, too, and no one even noticed her for that stretch of time. You're like, okay. I saw some people on online trying to hand wave that away a little bit, like being like, like it's probably pretty normal for somebody to be trying to just bust onto the train last second because they need it because they're going to this place for a meeting or that place or whatever. But, right. like, she busts, like, right by the fucking, like, ticket taker guy yeah like no big deal and he's just i don't buy it man you know but that's that's the thing too we've, we've talked about it, it, it it's impractical right in real life but because it's a film it's like okay you can kind of forgive it because it yeah, is a film because if this doesn't happen then we don't got a movie yeah it's like you might as well end credits <laughs> right yeah. there right you know so yeah i get i get it for the film's sake but in a real world scenario that ain't happening at least not or that scot-free. Yeah, then people are going to notice a lot sooner than what we see in the film. Somebody's going to say something. Yeah, it's like, hey, who the, who is that? Why? Is she, what is going on with her? Because not because she's kind of fucked up on the ground for from the get go, dude. Yeah, yeah, something's not right. No, she's she either looks sick or sickly or something. I don't know. But then, like, <laughs> shit starts to go out of control. Like I said, dude, I'm. Yeah, I like, like that. It's cool. I'm all for it. It's really cool, but like I said, I, I made me sit up. Like, how the fuck? How the fuck's anybody going to survive if this is how fast the infection is spreading? Yeah, because it is. It's intense. It's fast, and it's vicious. But they managed to get into the car, 
fucking dad tries to be a dickwad but ends up letting in homeboy and his yeah. pregnant wife last second. And There's a couple of different uh, mirroring of that scenario mm-hmm. to where it finally balances out, you know? Yeah, he's a dick at first, and we're like, well, we know he's a dick, but still being that dickish didn't quite make sense to me. Yeah, no. Not when they were so obviously that far ahead of the zombie horde. Yeah, and it makes you wonder, too, if, you know, with maybe a little bit of a a social commentary, you know, with business class people and that mentality, me first mentality, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's why. Just that little bit, but I don't know for certain. Oh, I will say a little little something I noticed the second time through that I didn't the first time was the, the businessman, the, the asshole from later in the movie. When he's first introduced, it's with the fucking homeless guy. And he points out to the little girl, I can't remember her name, Suan. Uh, yeah. Suan, yeah. And he's just like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this is why you study and work hard and whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, my mom says whoever says that's a bad person. Yeah, and he tries to take a dig at her. <laughs> he's like, well, that sounds like your mom didn't study or didn't graduate from something like that. But I didn't realize how much that was setting up, how much of a bad person that fucker is. Yeah, no, it really is. It's a contextual foreshadowing, Mm -hmm. you know, which is cool. But it does make sense. Like, she sees it just like that. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like that kind of foreshadowing. Where you get through the second time, you're like, oh, she calls it right there. Oh, man. He, ugh. I know we'll get into it, but uh, that character, oof. Yeah, we're going to get to it. <laughs> For sure. we I think we both got things to say. <laughs> I did think it was a little bit out for her dad to be that big of a dick at that point. but whatever. Yeah, but like you said, once again, it's it's the film. We get it. Yeah, and it does get called back a couple of times, like you said, eventually sort of evening things out. So Yeah, because like, there's, there's scenarios where they have to, you don't have to, but they do help each other out in those scenarios. I was kind of pissed at how fucking dumbass everybody was at the first station that they tried stopping at. God, dog, dude. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they got wiped out pretty quick. But they like they weren't even trying to be fucking smart about it. Uh-uh. They're all like, no, let's just like all pile out of the fucking station. Like we're literally getting out of the station like we normally would. It's like, no, someone's got to. You all just saw what was going on. That's what I'm saying. There's got to be at least a few people who are kind of like your scouts to make sure the coast is clear before everybody starts filing out. It's like, that. no, that doesn't make any sense. Even if they would have sent one person and they all decided to go when they didn't hear back from them in a few minutes because of like mob mentality, that makes more sense than all of them just willy-nilly getting out it's like no dude and saying that out loud i realized that somebody could probably make the argument of like they're just acting in as their own kind of zombie kind of like you know the reason the dawn you know the zombies in the dawn of the dead go back to the malls because no, they're just it. doing what they do in Going their day-to-day the life yeah i don't think it no. necessarily applies in this situation I, not I in a don't way think so either it's not done in a way where it makes it obvious that that's what the filmmaker is trying to do. It's the only thing that I could think of was maybe they had some faulty information where they thought it was this station was safe to get out at. Hence why they did. But I'm still, you know what? I survive in that scenario because I'm at the very back of the fucking group. Well, and I'm, I'm waiting for everybody to get fucking I will say dead. this. 
I'm usually not the first person to get up off out of a plane or a train or anything like that, even a Greyhounds. Like, I'll wait for other motherfuckers to get off before I do. Yeah. Yeah, just for, like, the what if. Like, I'm not in a huge rush. We're already here. <laughs> the only, yeah. The only time on that kind of transportation that I'm in a huge rush to get off is, like, local buses. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Don't get me wrong. I'm, like, fucking... Because you're bebopping. You got shit yeah, to do. I got shit to do. If I'm fucking, like, long-term, like... Big old things? Yeah, no. different. The only time is if I got to, like, you know, use the restroom because yeah. I'm about to go on myself. And I think I would have took care of that. But all that's reasonable, you know what I mean? That's, that, all that's reasonable. Here's the thing, though. I probably got killed in the first initial zombie <laughs> rush on that fucking thing, though. So Jesus, man. That shit was crazy. Yeah. Because that shit was nuts. I don't know. Man, that, that scene, like I said, that shit pissed me off because that was just dumbass, like, dumb horror shit. Yeah. You know, what, what can you do? <laughs> what can you do? So you got to try to bridge some of the casuals, right? Yeah. So maybe that's kind of like, yeah, we can't make it too, you know, violent, I suppose. Or too crazy. That'll throw a lot of people off. We can't make this movie 30 minutes longer just to make some of these scenes oh, make man. a little bit more like, sense. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? The results are in the box office, so, you yeah. know. I can't talk it too this much. This isn't the worst thing in the world either. <laughs> no, no, it's but not. it did st- stand out to me. Yeah, yeah. Who said that's because it's, it's dumbassery? Yeah, it's like that's kind of what we do. I mean, we can't help but notice some of these things. Man, that starts leading into some of the different action shit, though. That shit gets badass. No, I enjoy all those bits. It's fun. It's, it's fun. What keeps me it's good action intrigued. horror, and it's not even like super high action. It's no. like it's pretty realistic. They're kind of getting shoved around. They're kind of not winning unless they can force, like, one-on-one type situations. Yeah. Except for Homeboy. Fucking, what's his name? Uh, Big guy? Uh, I got his name. Let me go a second. Uh, Sengwa. Sengwa, yeah. So, first off, that actor, he looks a ridiculous amount like Benedict Wong, which made it even kind of funnier. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's good, man. He He's one of those characters, all right, since we're already... Loosely, we already brought it up. All right, I would say loosely, but we did bring it up from last week, right? With Blood Quantum, and I was thinking, I was like, man, it's kind of a coincidence that we have two characters back to back weeks that kind of represents, you know, the strength and mm-hmm. the perseverance to keep going in these situations. We have like this Gisagu, or even the, the, the trailer or yeah. Taylor, whatever his name is, character, and this guy Sanqua. They kind of represent that. Coincidentally, in back-to-back films, but that's kind of what I got out of it. Well, there's there's the bit on the platform, but it's cooler when they're fighting through the fucking through the train car. Yeah, that was awesome. Because he's like, I'm gonna lead, and my weapon is gonna be, I'm gonna wrap myself with fucking tape so they can't just immediately bite into my forearms. But other than that, I'm punching these bitches out. Yeah, and he does, (laughs) and that's fun, man. Like, cause like they, they're separated. You with the bat, you get to be my backup. Yeah. To these fists. <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty badass. Like, the whole point of that was their separation. The little girls with the pregnant woman and the, was it the, the homeless guy. Mm-hmm. Was there somebody else with them? I think it's just those three. Okay. And then as those three guys, uh, we were just saying the saying Hua, the dad, and the young guy. Young, young Gook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're right. They're going from cart nine to cart 13 to try to, you know, reconnect, try to help them out because they're stuck in the bathroom, <laughs> you know. And, yeah, it turns pretty badass. And then they learn a few things about 
the zombies along the way. Like when they go through the tunnel, they can't see. That's also neat. Like that's cool, interactive, crazy world building. See, that's what more, sets your zombies apart. They do use that as an environmental thing, you mm-hmm. know, light, etc. But not in the the sense that we were saying earlier with the the animals. Right. In that sense. Yeah. This um, is different. I did like that though. That's cool. It's something that sets these zombies apart. Yeah. They kind of no, go like dumb. They really they're not in they're not a hundred percent ineffective, but they're like ninety percent ineffective. Yeah. Well, definitely at night you're good. <laughs> He's like, you just stay your dumbass quiet <laughs> and isolate yourself. You could like really pick them off a lot too, if you had a silencer or something. I'm really curious what some of the limitations on these zombies are, because Homeboy was getting in a lot of pretty good headshots with that bat, and they didn't seem to be staying down. And I don't know if that's continuity error or if these zombies just react better to headshots than other zombies do. I know. That's a good question. I don't know. But they do get up pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, they're they're fierce. He got a number of them right in the fucking head, too. He did. I mean, he was at, at bat, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? That's one of the places where I kind of wish this movie would have went a little harder, is, like, you have yeah. multiple characters taking bats to these zombies through a good portion of this movie, and there's no, like, extra blood or gore because of it. It's played more as, like, a straight, like, act, yeah. just, like, straight normal action style rather than I action agree. horror. And that, like I said, once again, that makes me wonder, too, if it's if it's trying to draw in more of a... Um, a mainstream audience, you know, as opposed to like a strictly horror based action, horror based audience. Right. You know, which I, I get if that's the case. Cause once again, I think you should have still in. thrown at least a little bit of extra blood. Dude, in. I'm totally with it. Like, yeah, like I want to see, like if that came out almost like 3d mm-hmm. effect, like the splat, that would have been awesome. But I don't know how foreign audiences would react to that either. Right. You know, it's, it might be different. So what they figure out is at night is that they basically go completely blind and they can still hear shit. But honestly, even that seems to be like their hearing seems to be worse, too. Yeah. Yeah. You have to almost. It's not like, bad, but like it's not as good as it seems like it is when there's light. Exactly. Because it's there's more of a cue. I, so I would imagine like a visual cue to go by to with mm-hmm. the sound following it. But uh I do give them credit, man. They they do a good job of using that to their advantage to get around on the carts. You know? It reminds me of, vi- of a video game, but like in yeah. a good way. No, absolutely. Like you're finding this advantageous thing that you can use and it makes sense. You know, it's not like a cheat code. It's like, no, I mean, this is shit, man. This is how we're going to have to fucking survive on this thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes sense in terms of using a location that's very... Shit, there's only so much you can do with a train cart and with a bunch of people on it. Yeah. So you have to make it go somehow. And I think that's one of those things is like, oh, that's it's practical, makes sense, and it keeps the fucking story going to where it doesn't lag or make you like, what, what are they doing? It's like, no, I like it because it, it keeps going. They keep using it. So they're going to come back, right? So they call. <laughs> or so fucking baseball player calls his little girly friend. Yep. And this is where I start getting pissed off. Oh, yeah, yeah. All those dumbasses in that car. Once again, this is one of those moments where, like, at the train station, that first train station that they stop at, people are acting dumbass. Because this isn't a situation where you can say they don't know what's going on. Like, a lot of zombie movies, when you have this many people, like, some of them 
only know that there's an emergency. Some of them have heard that there's zombies and they're here to be safe, but th those don't really exist, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. But this is a situation it's where like, everybody dude. has seen what these zombies do. They've seen how quickly they get infected. They it's have like, seen how quickly they turn. We're about they, an hour into the film at this point, yeah. You've seen enough shit to know this is for real. <laughs> and they, they think they might be coming... I mean, obviously, dumbass, the, the one guy is just a bad person. Yeah, of course. But everybody goes along with his dumbass suggestions, even though they have all seen how the zombies work. And he's like, well, they might be coming back infected. It's like, dude, if they're calling you up on a phone and telling infected. you to the minute when they're going to be there, they're not infected. They're not infected. <laughs> yeah, because, like, come on. But that's where I'm, I'm still wondering, because it is a bit of a refrain we've seen. And it's not just in... Korean films, it's, you know, we've seen it in other films as well, with the social commentary mm -hmm. aspect to it. It's like the looking out for yourself, you know, it's like, well, we're in this position where we have the upper hand at the survival, you know, game at this point. So why would we, in a bit, and I don't mean to draw parallels, but in a sense, it's like, why would we bring outsiders in with the chance of somebody being infected and wiping us out when we are already protected as is? That's mm -hmm. probably the mentality they were thinking. I and that's and like, the thing. I like get I it. get it. But but in this but this in is a situation scenario, where yes. everyone has seen how it happened. Precisely, and that's where I'm with you with that. It's like no, even that second time watching it, that's what I was feeling when they were, that phone call was made. It's like, dude, there's no way you're zombies making that fucking phone call, yeah. dude. Come on. There's, yeah, there's no fucking way that somebody <laughs> that like, got bit is dude. making that phone call. No, come on. You've all seen it takes. Five to fifteen. Even within seconds. that phone call, they would have changed within the phone call. Well, yes, one hundred percent. It's like you would have heard the transformation. Sorry, bro. <laughs> like, come on, dude. And then that's it. That's yeah. I can't draw any any other conclusions from that. Something I wish would have happened because, like, so they they do eventually make it in after the fucking standoff at the door. That's just frustrating because of how dumbass the people in the fucking train car are being. And, you know, they end up losing a couple people on the way in, including the old lady. Yeah, they lose her. Oh, was she the other one in the fucking toilet? I think so, yes. She okay. was. That's, okay, there was another person. It was her. Yeah, it was her. Yeah, because <clears throat> those sisters split up. Mm -hmm. Who else did they lose? It wasn't I just mean, her, right? I thought it was two people, but maybe I'm wrong. They They lose her and... I mean, they eventually lose Homeboy. Yeah, they eventually lose Homeboy. Because he's holding it, and mm -hmm. he tells the dad. I always forget his name, but he tells the dad, he's like, you know, help my wife, essentially, and mm -hmm. go back to your girl. I'll hold them off. And, and it's so fucked up the way he gets bit, too, because that, <laughs> that fucking head just kind of slides up and bites him. <laughs> like, what kind of shit is that? <laughs> the That's fuck, right. What the fuck is that? Like, his last stand is cool. Yeah, no, he's good, man. He holds him off as long as he can. You get to see the slow change, and then, but even when he changes, it doesn't mean like he turns around and runs at him himself. No, no, no. He no, just no, gets no. bowled over and I, actually still becomes a pretty good fucking block. Uh, yeah, you got to give him the assist <laughs> for slowing him down. So that's what happens with him. You're right. They eventually get in the same cart with that group, and they all get kind of uh, tongue shunned. lashing. Yeah, they get shunned into the vestibule. So, yeah. Well, so the the shitty funny. the shitty business guy is like, "Oh, this dude's infected," da, 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 and you're like, "Bro, 
you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah. Just because he's beating your ass? I'm like, first off, bitch move. But what I wish would have happened oh, dude. is I wish... Bit the, I wish I, That's what I was about to say. I wish the dad would have bit his ass. Would have been like, either, if I'm infected, then you're infected, bro. Like, fuck you, you were infected, that was slut. That's what I was about to say. Yes. Is like the entire time I'm like, just fucking bite his ass. <laughs> and he even has a second chance because he does like the slow walk by him. Yeah. On the way to the. Oh, I think I would have lost it, man. Had he done that, that would have been hilarious. That would have sent me. Dude. <laughs> Here's the other thing, though. It's like they're getting shunned and cast out of the group. So they're cast into the car further away from the zombies. Right. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to get shunned, too. Yeah. Bet. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Fuck off out of here. Yeah, it didn't take long, did it? Because you're right. Because the older, I mean, they're both older, but one of the sisters, the one who gets split up, also, she stays in the cart as the zombies are progressing. She gets turned, and then her sister notices that, mm-hmm. and she's having that little dialogue like, why are you always the kind one and let people go first? And you, you dummy, all that shit. But then she's like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> she's also like, that wasn't right what they did to you. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. So, you know what? Let's, we're going to get a little revenge here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she opens that shit up. You're like, oh, got him. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, homeboy still manages to get off. That motherfucker, dude. <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, because it sets up some things, though. And that's the whole point, too, is... At a certain point, the zombies are wreaking carnage in that fucking thing, and they go into another tunnel? Is that what happened? Is that how he was able to get into the bathroom himself with that fucking... I think so, yeah. I was about to call him a flight oh, attendant. Oh, you know what? But... Yep, yeah. He's he's with Homeboy in the bathroom, and he's like, oh, it's clear. You go first. Yeah, and he shows him out into that zombie. Mm-hmm. He gets away. At a certain point... At this point, have they rolled up into Busan? I think so. I think that's when they start to roll into Busan. Because that conductor, they get out. Oh, yeah. Conductor's like, this is as far as we can go. Uh We'll rendezvous over here if we haven't seen anybody. And so he's starting to look for train carts that are operational. And he finds one. He finally gets it going. And then that's when, at a certain point, that that fucking guy, uh, once again... He gets with the first off, uh, everybody gets wiped off out by that train crash. That first was off. pretty wild. I don't know if you get that close and everybody gets away scot free. No, I don't think so. I don't think so, dude. Not the way they hit either. Not like that, dude. That was fucking gnarly. But yeah, like there's separation amongst mm-hmm. the group. You're right. The um, baseball player and his girlfriend they get separated with the business guy at a certain point because he fucks them up. He fucks yeah, around. he comes across their position first, basically. And he's just an asshole and immediately just grabs her and throws her to the fucking zombies. Yeah, who bites her, of course. You're like, ugh, <laughs> this fucking prick. And it's like, dude, the dude has a fucking baseball bat. Just be like, hey, homie. Yeah, it's like, batter up. <laughs> no. It's like, oh, let me sacrifice your girlfriend because I'm a prick. And then he can't live with it, so he just sits with her while she changes and lets her bite him. Exactly, that's their fate. He even man, that's so fucked up. Honestly, that part kind of reminded me of uh, like battle royale. And yeah, like it really what is. Some of those kids and shit go. Through. It really is. There's it's it's a very very worth kind of skipping through it real quick, but it's a very well done part of the movie. I it's just that that dude is a fucking dickwad, and like uh, every time he's on screen, I want to punch him. 
You're right because he's setting up all these scenarios where it's there's heart almost heartbreak right behind it. Mm-hmm. Like this fucking guy, man. You know, that's what it is. Is like they find like that emergency tool to knock out the glass, and they're starting to shatter it. And that's when he shows up and he finally elbows it out. Mm-hmm. Gets out in time where the conductor is kind of going, and he sees him. He tries to help him, and of course. <laughs> The guy kind of, like, leaves him behind for the zombies to attack him. To be fair, there's nothing that guy could have done at that point anyway. No, but I'm like, why the fuck are you getting off the train in the first place? Yeah, don't get off the fucking train. It's no, up I'm to like, him to make it. Uh, you could, Come on, homie. You got the high ground I'll up there, I'll slow down, bro. homie. <laughs> I'll slow down for you, but I'm not stopping. Now, once you're up there, too, it's harder for them to come up at you than... Uh, yeah, but that's not what happens. <laughs> Yeah, so you get all this scenario, and then is it is this at the same point too where those train carts have like collapsed on themselves? Right, and they're having to crawl out from underneath. Yeah, because the, the dad gets out. Yeah, coming through the glass. That's actually pretty. I like that scenario. Like it's yeah, it's horrifying where you're looking up and you see the fucking zombies are just literally separated between you and a pane of glass mm-hmm. from fucking you up. And you're stuck at a certain point. And they're either going to get through or it's oh going to crash God, on top of damn, you. Dude. Yeah, you're, you're fucked in a lot of different scenarios. Eventually, they all get out. When I mean they all, it's... Um, Everybody except the homeless guy. I was going to say, because the homeless guy, <laughs> once again, he, he kind of sacrifices himself, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to let the little girl and the pregnant woman get out to rejoin the little girl's dad. They get back on the train and then a series of zombies starts to follow them because then it collapses. They all get out. They start that big old chase. <laughs> and then I'm like, man, they started that human fucking bridge of zombies. That was neat. Yeah, it was. I'm like, damn, that would have been scary as shit. That would have been really, really cool. effective. That's not something I don't think I've really seen done before. No, but you're right. It's like, no, they formed, you know, this, like I said, a, a, a bridge of a sort. <laughs> but the dudes start kicking their hands off. He's like, nah, not today. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they eventually let go, the zombies, that is, right? And it's not until he gets into the the conductor's booth or whatever, the business guy's turn, or he's in the midst of turning. Mm-hmm. And he can't believe it because, you know, he's he's got shit to do in Busan. They try to wring more emotion out of that scene than I think it deserves. At least, yeah, for him, I'm like, fuck him. Toss his ass right now. Yeah, I don't I don't give a shit if he's reverting to being a child right now. I, I don't give a fuck. He's, it's not, he's not about this guy. You've had your chance to do all that. Yeah, you acted like a jerk ass the entire time yeah, through. I'm not, I don't feel any remorse or any, you know, anything that I'm about to do to you. I'm going to toss you right off this train. Also, so, these undead are, I would argue, more animalistic than yeah, what we get most of the time. But they're still pretty zombie-ish. Mm-hmm. Like you can kind of throw them around because they don't they don't have a lot of working brain function no. other than go at you. They're just very reactive, yeah. So if you're on the side of a moving train and all there is is a rail and a zombie comes at you, like first move is to try to throw it off, right? I would think. <laughs> like and I realize he doesn't want to get pulled along with it and it's trying to grab him, but like, all he has to do is hook his hip against the side of that rail. Yeah. And he's dude. really not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm if, it's, to, if it's going to lurch off. at me, yeah. then all you have to do is knock those front hands aside. 
do a sweep. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Maybe I'm just thinking about this because I was a lineman in football. Yeah. And, like, no, if somebody like... lurches at me that far off of their fucking center of gravity, then it's probably going to be a I way a worse. I handrail, too. It's like, I might even, like, kick you in the head. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then, yeah. Think but about... he tries to back and forth it way too Yeah, long. no, and you're right. You, like, But that's, once again, that's like, this is the movie stuff. This is mm-hmm. setting some, up some other things where it's like, oh, oh, here come the tear works. Uh, which, you, you know, it's drama. We get it. But that's what happens. Like, they have the standoff. He winds up getting bit, the dad that is. And you're like, oh, fuck. He attaches himself to, like, this metal, I don't know, little harness, whatever. So what I liked about all of that was as soon as him and the business zombie start fighting, you kind of know where it's going. You do. What I like is how immediately his daughter understood what just happened. Oh, yeah. She's hyper aware of like the outcome. Because I feel like that. Uh, isn't done a lot of the times in situations like this in movies yeah. where it's like the, in the aftermath they realize. Yeah. It's usually like, Oh, I got bit. And you're right. And the, after all this, no, this is immediate. Immediately. She understands what that means. And it starts like, hitting her. Ooh. And I think that was, that was a lot no, more emotionally effective for something. You kind of knew what was coming. Yeah. I think that was better play than, what we got last week with some of the, uh, you know, like you knew there was going to be certain deaths with characters. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, they were a little anticlimactic, even though you, you knew what they were. Trailer's death was the. Yeah. And it's like, ah, uh, it, it should have been more impactful than what it was. Whereas and this I one's like, Ooh. this one could have been just like, okay, I saw that coming. And but, that's kind of what I'm getting mm-hmm. as like, we know it's coming, but the way the, the payoff is in this, it's done really well. It was mm-hmm. more thought out. I, I like how he uses that little bit of time he has on how to, like, instruct them so mm-hmm. they can come to a stop. And then, like, his last thoughts are of his family, of, of his daughter, and <coughs> his last action as him is to go off the train. That was the best case scenario that could have happened in that situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you know, it sucks, yeah, but he gave him a chance at survival, you know. And once they do pull into the station, you know, they slow down. There's a tunnel, which does give them some safety. Normally it wouldn't. Right. Normally it would not. But in this case it does as long as they're quiet. But I think two, which is interesting, is because the girl's singing. It makes you wonder, too, is do you think she felt safe or did you feel like maybe... I mean, she was doing it because her dad's not there. I get that, but... I think she was doing, like, it's a song of loss. Like, Aloha yes. is a song of loss. And it can be goodbye or it can be, like, you're dead. Yeah. So it was just kind of fitting with the movie, first and foremost. It's like, no, I totally get that, because they set that out way earlier Then I think the it's for her dad. But I think, in that case, it's also supposed to be a little bit for the pregnant lady. Okay. As to be like, I just lost everybody and I only have you now. And like, this is going to be goodbye to my dad, but this is also something he didn't get to hear. And I'm going to share it with you. Yeah. And she sings it, you know, right. She's not scared to sing it and all that stuff. The only thing I'm thinking in that scenario is like, dude, even if you are in that tunnel, it's like, you might want to wait till we get out 
before you start singing that song. But I mean, I get it. It's, it's, it allows us to have the happy ending of this movie because yeah, there was a I, second where I was wondering what that's tone like, the that, movie was going to go for in the ending. <laughs> that would have been so fucked up. Is if you see them get out, they're like, you know, they're hu- you know, they're 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 safe, they're not infected, and the zombies get them. Yeah, I was wondering if we were going to get the missed ending though too. Oh, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, like, like, oh, that would have been heartbreaking. That would have been heart, but no, they they didn't. They give us the more hopeful ending, even though it's a, it's somewhat of a sad ending. I won't call it necessarily sad. It's, it's more bittersweet. I was yeah, it's bittersweet. It's it's a little somber, you know. Mm-hmm. But it 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 was well done. And once again, with Korean films, they tend to like to lean in that direction with the drama aspect of the family and loss and all this other stuff that comes along with it. And it fits the bill. It's a yeah. pretty solid film. You know, aside from all our like minor critiques and stuff, it's like, yeah, I would recommend this definitely to people who are zombie fans and have not seen this film and maybe have not seen a good proper South Korean horror film. Yeah. I mean, this is one, it's good enough to just recommend to anyone who's into horror that hasn't seen it yet. I would agree with that. This is like, there's a reason why the movie did as well as it did and why it's held as critically regarded as it is. Yeah. I'm not going to knock it. We're just stoned assholes that aren't into zombies. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, nah, I mean, you know, I like... There, there are. We've already said this. There are several films that we do like that are zombie films. Yes, but it once again, it's not my bag. It's not like my go-to. Yeah, I think like how I mentioned it earlier is how I because I, I was kind of trying to think about it last night when I had watched the movie, or I guess it was the day before when I watched the movie, and I was just like, like there's no bonus to watching a zombie movie for me. Yeah, really. If I go into a movie knowing it's Satan, that gets like a plus two to my interest. Yeah, I'm like, Satan, okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm down with some Satan. Yeah, me too. It's a plus three if a goat's involved. Like, <laughs> you know, there's certain things that yeah. do it for us. Like, Cosmic Horror gets like a plus oh, three dude, immediately yeah. going into it. It's like, yeah, I'm already like, that's you already got me hooked. I'm on the line already. And then, But that's just because that's our interest. That's just, you're right. That's just it. Zombies, there's no takeaway. No. I'm like, all right, maybe plus one. It's like, okay, well... I do like some good zombie films, but let's see what happens. I would say it's for me. It's a plus one if it's voodoo zombies. Oh yeah. Normal zombies. I'm just like kind of cool. neutral. Yeah, I'm I'm neutral. No, there's no negative. No, it, I'm neutral too. But yeah, it's I not, like ghosts might get a negative. Honestly, Ooh. ghosts might get a negative one right off the bat. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> I have to agree. Like ghost, you say, oof. Mm. This better be good. <laughs> I hope you're giving us something good. Serial killers probably get a plus one right off the bat. Yeah, I like serial killer stuff. <laughs> it's fucked up as it is. Like, yeah, I like it. It's pop cultural stuff. But just because you get that initial doesn't mean that's what it ends up. No, exactly. It's like, no, you're just, you're starting off in this position. Wait, fuck. Tale of Two Sisters is a ghost story. But holy shit, by the end of it, I'm like, wow. Wow. Yeah, I would highly recommend that one to just about anybody. Like I said, it's a horror film mm-hmm. fan. Yeah. So it's, I get it. It's good. It's great. It's not mine. Yeah, exactly. It, like I said, it's on a film to film basis. This is a really good entry into it. I would highly recommend it. But um, yeah, once again, it's not necessarily my bag, but if I were going to give it the old one through 10, I would say this is like easily a seven, seven and a half, maybe even the eight, eight. Yeah. I was about to say eight, pretty easy. It's, it's a great, 
well done movie. Yeah. Most of the shit like, you're not going to notice unless you're nitpicking it like us. Like, it, yeah. it flows really well. It does kind of keep you at the edge of your seat because it sets up a situation where anything can kind of happen at a certain yeah. point. And that's kind of what I like too. It's like it's it's unpredictable in that respect. It just doesn't really excel at yeah. anything. It does. exactly. It kind of falls flat in some in some places, but I think it's because. Of what we were saying, like it's probably draw trying to draw a, a bigger market in Asia, not just in South Korea, and it kind of shows once you start looking at some of this stuff, like it's the one of the highest grossing films in like Malaysia and other places. I think they said uh, like Shanghai and other mm-hmm. places. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well there you go, Hong Kong maybe too. Did we decide what we're doing next week? Yeah, I think, good. I That's think, what I thought. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I think we're gonna do. The return of Return of the Living Dead. Ah, that's gonna be fun. Cap off this little zombie segment. Yeah, and that's, which it ended up being. That's gonna be a fun one. I think if we're talking about zombies, this is more the ones that fit the bill for me. This is yeah. I was gonna say this is one of the ones that we really. Uh, it's kind of surprising we didn't get to it earlier, but there's so much. Hey, horror. it's okay, man. That's <laughs> we're here now. <laughs> yeah, we're here now. Return of the Living Dead is gonna be a fucking blast. I yeah, think. it is. I think so too. And I'm super looking forward to that. And we mentioned Repossessed after oh, that for our fun. patrons. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Fried Squirms. But for this time, I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. Fried Squirms. Out. Hi, everybody. Tyler here. If you like the podcast, please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us, or preferably over on Apple Podcasts, that'd be super cool as the entire world is ran on algorithms and we want to be all up in them. Uh, We highly appreciate it whenever you tell all your friends about us. If you have any suggestions, comments, questions, want us to put eyes on your current independent horror project, you can always contact us, squirmcast at gmail.com, or you can contact us through our website, www.friedsquirms.com. Scroll through our entire back catalog there, or click the links up at the top as we are part of the Earverm Podcast Network. Uh, and would love it if you went and checked out some of our sister shows. Uh, the easiest way to keep track of things across the entire network is to go over to that website. That's earverm.com, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Uh, you can search for us across all the social medias. If you type in Fried Squirms, we should be what pops up. I'm not going to give you all those ads. So with all of that in mind, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, peace.